Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. We want to be a resource for men who are seeking spiritual leadership principles so that they can live and lead differently in all aspects of their life. This initiative is not just about reaching, but equipping men for Christ. As always, listen to the end to hear our guest answer our favorite question, what do you want your legacy to be? And we hope our conversations will help you answer that question yourself and better equip you to pursue it for God's glory. Now this week's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. I'm so glad you're joining in today. And this is our February podcast. And you know, February is a month of love, right? So we've got Valentine's Day just coming up around the corner. Big reminder to you guys, by the way. And we just have a special podcast for all of us. Today, I'm joined by three amazing women. And uh, Kathy Kuhn, who is our staff counselor here at Rolling Hills, also leads out in our marriage ministry and does an incredible job with her husband, Scott. They are just, just incredible people of God. And Miranda Coates, who is our women's pastor and leads in our women's gatherings. And uh, maybe your wives are involved in women's gatherings. I hope so. And if not, just encourage them. But uh, amazing woman of God as well. And then Chloe, who just got married. So that's great. Her dad is her new name. We've been calling her Chloe Roges for so long. That's going to be hard to get used to that. But we are excited. Jacob is a great man. And to see them coming together. And she is our online campus pastor and also our, in our communications department. So she is an incredible woman of God as well. And so we have these three amazing women today. And they're going to teach us today about what women really want in a man. I mean, isn't that great? What women really want in a man. And now all three are married, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves and share a part of their story with you. So ladies, thank you for joining us today on the Men's Podcast. So glad to be here. Thank oh. you for having us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this is going to be a really great podcast, and I think it's going to help all of us as men because we're used to hearing from our brothers what we should be as a man or from culture, but to hearing from women who are godly, what women really want in a man, I think is going to change our perspective. So tell us all, first of all, about yourselves, kind of where you grew up and kind of your life today. You guys do that? Kathy, why don't we start with you? Yep, absolutely. Um, grew up in Florida for most of my life and been in Tennessee for about 13 years now. Mm -hmm. This is definitely home for us. Yeah. Scott and I have been married for 27, 28 years next month, wow. um, which is we just credit the Lord for that and doing immeasurably more in our lives. And um, we have the gift of being the parents to Brendan and Anna and Caitlin and Carson, all who are 20 and above. So we're in this empty nester new season of life, which we are absolutely loving. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. My name is Chloe Haddad, as Pastor Jeff said, and yes, I've been married about a month, <laughs> but I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, um, and then I went to school in Kentucky, and then moved here immediately after graduating. So I've been in the Franklin area now for coming up on four years this summer, um, and been a part of the Rolling Hills staff for almost three. So love it here, That's and love awesome. being a part of this this church family, love our online campus family, and get to be a part of that too. So God's doing a lot here, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm Miranda Cokes, and um, I grew up in small town Nebraska. Go, <laughs> go Big Red. Um, and so my story is just we've been in Tennessee for about 15 years, and um, Andrew, my husband, and I, we got married. I was 19 years oh, old. Wow. And 
he was 21 and we look back and kind of think what what were we doing what were we thinking <laughs> who let us um, do this and yeah. so so truly we've been married 27 years truly by the grace mm. of god Amen. like that is we have to give him credit for that um but yeah we do, we have three kids carson caleb caroline they're all teenagers and um just just loving it <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Well, y'all are all fantastic. And I just, you know, know all of you guys and so grateful to have you on today. So we need your help. Help us out. <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming. Okay. And not only do we want to get a good gift and, and do well on that day, but even more so, I think for all of us guys out there, just because we're listening to this, I mean, we want to be the best husbands that we could possibly be or the best men that God created us to be. And all of us are in relationships and whether we're dating or whether we're married. And so help us out and just tell us, what do women really want in a man? Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. We're doing, we're doing you, this. this off we're doing this. Okay, so I just want to preface by saying I have an amazing husband. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. So my answer to, to these questions are because I am married to such an incredible man that I, I know these things and don't take them for granted. So mm. if we want to talk about Valentine's Day, I would say what what does she like? What does she want? And be intentional about it. So not a last minute, oh, I forgot about this. Mm. What can I hurry up and pick up from Kroger really fast? Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with Kroger and those gifts, but Make sure that it's intentional. But what I do hear from a lot of women is that they would love for their husbands not to just focus on those things on Valentine's Day. What's more important is that they see the intentionality all year round. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, we just got out of the Love Languages series this past Christmas. And so mm -hmm. I think, I mean, gifts are great. And that's one of my top ones. So Jacob, if you're listening, um, <laughs> I do expect and want a gift. <laughs> um, but I think it's also important um, to know what your wife or girlfriend or yeah. somebody that you want to be your girlfriend, what, <laughs> what their love language is and how you can best serve them or best spend time with them if that's what their love language is. And just knowing that about them or asking them, hey, what is yours? And then, you know, if you do get them a gift, you know, if, if it's quality time, then, you know, buy them concert tickets. And so it's a quality time that you're going out on a date and spending, oh, okay. you know, intentional time with them. So I think Rather than just, you know, getting them chocolate, which is, again, great stuff. We love that. But also, you know, just being very intentional about what they would love because of the way that they feel loved most based on, you know, their love language. So, yeah, that's that's probably my advice. Mm, great insight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could not agree more um, mm. because I know some women um, would get irritated if their husband went and spent, you know, $80 on flowers. So it really is about knowing what your spouse wants and, mm -hmm. and then just being intentional about it and showing them that you care. So I hear this word intentional. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's big. And um, I think a lot of times for guys, you know, I'll represent the guys over here, but you know, we get busy and then it is sometimes last minute and you're running by Kroger. And what I hear you guys saying is, time out, you know, mm -hmm. hey guys, you got 10 days till Valentine's once this podcast drops, you know, so, <laughs> so Go now. Hint. but to your point too, I love that, that it's not just Valentine's being intentional throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So that's really wise and something we all, I think we need to work on. So, hey, tell us this and Chloe, I'm going to let you take the lead on this <laughs> one because 
What do you guys need to know about women when they're dating? We have a lot of guys who are single who are listening right now, you know, um, guys who, who are in that world right now who are dating and want to be married or want to be remarried. And and so what are, what are just some things that you've seen because you were in the dating scene not that long ago? Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what's what's really important for guys to know is that whatever, you know, your dating or relationship status looks like, you are training for your future marriage, mm-hmm. you know, so how you treat you know, a girl you take on a date or your girlfriend or fiance, whatever stage you might be in, you know, that is training you for, you know, what your future will look like. And I think that should be the basis of all the decisions that you make, you know, whether it's something like buying a gift and knowing this, this girl well enough to, to know what's, you know, what might be the best thing for her that might make her feel loved. Or if it's, you know, pursuing, pursuing purity, because, you know, that's, that's what I want my wife to feel loved. I want her to know that I care about her this much to to make to set these boundaries or that sort of thing. So I just think that um, you know who you are today. You know if you're going to change and and that's good. We want you to grow in your relationship with Christ and grow spiritually and as a person and mature. But I think it's just so important to lay that groundwork now um, and just pursue Christ above all things to make Him number one mm. first and foremost. And then if you are married or engaged or moving towards that, having that person be. Your, your number two, but pursuing Christ first, I think, um, when you're in a dating relationship, I think is a great, great um, example to set for going into a future marriage. So, Wow, good. That's great. Yeah, and if I could chime in, just um, obviously it's been a very long time since, <laughs> since I have dated, but as I am talking with my own teenagers about dating, um, a couple of things that came to mind for me, obviously, you want to find someone who knows and loves the Lord. Mm. Um, and then just teaching my sons um, that women are to be cherished and treasured and mm. just that you honor them in your actions and your words. You know, how do you treat them when you're with your friends? Um, that kind of thing. And then mm. I had two other thoughts. One was don't move too fast. Mm. And that means physically even emotionally don't, you know, just don't be aggressive with how the rate in which the relationship is going. But then my next comment is don't move too slow. And that means women like to be pursued. They, they, so sometimes, you know, um, it it can come across as just being nonchalant or, or not caring. But I think women like to know that, that you're attracted to them and that you want to be with them. So that's good yeah that's really good. good when I think about our daughter and what our prayer is for her my my prayer is the same over and over and over again that the man that she marries if that's in God's plan for her one day will love God first and her second mm-hmm. um, and everything is going to outflow from that it doesn't mean that they're perfect but that's what we want for our daughter mm-hmm yeah, and I, man, that sums it up. I mean, if, if us as guys are pursuing the Lord, then God's going to bring the right person at the right time, mm-hmm. and then how do we treat them? And uh, I love how you said, you know, that future relationship, preparing, you know, for what that's going to be. Um, man, so good. All right, all right, you guys, give us some insights into what women want from their husbands in marriage. I know we got a lot of guys listening who are married. Some have been married a short time. Some have been married a long time, but... Guys kind of get, we get stuck in our ways a lot of times. And so we need to hear from you all. What do women really want from their husbands? 
How about being a mind reader? That would, that'd be great. <laughs> but Joel's minds are all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, is this where we talk about no mansplaining? Is this is this where yeah. this is this where this comes in? Stop the mansplaining. Stop the mansplaining now. Um, I'll start us off on that one. And like I said, I you know I have an incredible husband, and the Lord is just who we are today. Is the Lord's work, and it's not the same people, thank goodness, that we were, you know, when we first got married. Um, but w- when I think about my husband, and I had this picture of him, this was actually just last week, and I, I walked out of the bedroom, and he was sitting at the kitchen table, and he was reading this uh, new devotion by Kelly Minter. And I, w- I just looked at him, I'm like, you have never been more attractive in your entire <laughs> life. I mean, other than when you empty the dishwasher, but... <laughs> Um, but so knowing that he is continuing to pursue the Lord and then from that continuing to pursue me and there's something in our relationship. Um, one of the things that I really love too is the security and the safety that he provides for me. And I know that that comes from the Lord, but he also, um, emulates the Lord in that. And like, I always feel like he's a safe place that he is my biggest fan, my biggest cheerleader, like my partner in ministry, my partner in in life and parenting and in marriage. And so I think there's something about that safety and security that's important for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've only been married a month now, but (laughs) I already have an idea of what I may want. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think um, a lot of what Kathy said about feeling secure and safe resonates with me and just feeling heard, you know, like that he's is he's going to like put down his phone and just listen to me and what Mm. my hopes and dreams are. Or when I need to vent on occasion, you know, that he's going to listen because even if it, it's something that he maybe, you know, couldn't care less about necessarily in his own personal life, he cares because he knows it's something that I care Mm. about. I think means a lot to me. Um, And the spiritual side of things, like I not only want to be, you know, have someone who's running alongside me, but also somebody who's pushing me and challenging me spiritually, you know, saying, you know, I feel like God's calling me to do this or us to walk in this and then him leading out in that. Um, and Jacob's already done such a good job of that when we were engaged and now already, you know, setting, setting aside intentional time for us to make the, have those conversations um, means so much to me. And it shows that he's growing in his faith personally enough to know that that's what's best for us as, as a married couple too. So yeah, I think just being, being challenged in that sense, you know, to grow and making each other better is, is so important. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I kind of have some of the same thoughts. Um, I I think emotional connection is really important. And I think for a lot of men, that's probably outside of their comfort zone. Um, but if I, I feel like for myself and for women, um, if you feel emotionally connected, it, it just it it just changes your day. It mm. just you know, when things aren't going right and you don't feel that connection, it, it things just don't feel right. Um, so I think that's really important. And then I wrote down the word reassurance. And I know that sounds maybe, I don't know, I just think um, sometimes you need to know that you're doing a good job being a mom or mm. you're, do, you're a good wife or you're, because um, I think women, generally speaking, are really hard on themselves. Mm. Um, and I know I can speak for me candidly. One of my worst fears is being a bad mom. So when mm. my husband reassures me that I'm, I'm a good mom and I'm doing what I need to be doing, 
it, it just, I feel on top of the world. And mm-hmm. then also, as Kathy mentioned, I put safety and security as something that is so important. And that's not just physical mm-hmm. safety and security. It's emotional safety. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I know I can bring you the good, bad, and ugly of myself, and you're still going to love me. So I think those are things that are important to me. Wow, this is so good. I mean, thank you for, I mean, it's like y'all are sharing your heart. We're getting like an inside look, you know, at what women really want and need. And um, man, this is, this is great. So kind of along those lines, because just kind of keeping going on this same thought, but, but what do you wish men knew about women? What do you wish men knew? Is there something you go, man, I, I wish just men knew this? I think if I had to like broad stroke answer here, yeah. you know, because I know not everybody's the same, but if I were to kind of overall, and Miranda, you kind of touched on this um, just a second ago, that in general, men tend to feel closer to women in marriage through physical intimacy. Women tend to feel closer to men first through relational intimacy Mm. and recognizing sometimes even when there's conflict and there will be conflict, Sometimes a man's way of solving conflict is with physical intimacy when a woman is like, no, I need the relational intimacy first. And so just recognizing that there are differences um, and also just being a student of your spouse in in that regard. Wow. I like that student of your spouse. Yeah. Seeing what connects and what, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, it just goes back to the emotional connection. Um, and I think that um, just as God keeps pursuing us, even when we make mistakes and, and we don't listen, um, there's something about having your husband continue to just pursue you and, and make you feel like um, you're the, the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, even so, nothing makes me feel more love than when I have been. Um, ugly or have done something that I know I shouldn't have done or said something. And then Andrew just continues to pursue me and love me. It just, um, that there are no words that that is, that is everything I could possibly want. <laughs> mm, that is good. That is so good. Yeah. Sometimes Lisa and I, you know, it's just like, I, yeah, I, would, I would choose you again, mm-hmm. you know, all mm-hmm. over. I mean, mm-hmm. and, uh, and there's just something about, I mean, she lights up on those things, you know, so what you're saying is, yeah. I, can I just, I want to bring up something that I noticed about you. I noticed it about Scott as well. You always speak about Lisa in such a high regard. You always mm-hmm. speak of her positively. And that doesn't mean that relationships are perfect mm-hmm. and, you know, um, because we're continuing to grow and we're continuing to learn. But I think as a man, to see a man just always speak so encouragingly and highly of their wives says a lot. Mm. Thank you. Mm. I want to. No. Mm-hmm. Well, how can we as men best love and serve our wives? So, I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you jumped in really quick there. Um, well, I feel passionate about this one. Um, so as I was thinking about this, um, I wrote down Proverbs 15.1, which is a soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm. And then Colossians 3.19, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. 
Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure this probably isn't an issue for everyone, but um, my husband, they call him Big Andy. Everyone calls him Big Andy because he is like 6'4", and he's not like a petite 6'4". <laughs> and, um, and so one of our boys' friends started calling him that, and it has stuck. Now everyone calls him that. But um, because he is a big guy, um, if he has a, a tone or gets passionate about something, it it very much can come across to me that he's yelling or is angry um, when maybe he's not. Um, and so uh, both in in my marriage and just in, in speaking with women, um, I don't think men realize sometimes mm. how crushing it can be to a woman when their husbands speak harshly to them. And so just being aware of your tone of voice and your mm. body language mm. and um, just um, how I feel like soft and gentle always is, is just the way to go. If and, and I think a lot of men maybe have not thought about that. Yeah. Um, and so um, that is is something for, for me that comes up when when you say how how can you love and serve your wife that that really just came right up for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, something that kind of comes to my mind is um, making sure that that they know that they're a priority to you and right right behind the Lord. You know, it goes it goes Jesus first, of course, and yeah. then it should be your wife second. Along with that, like making sure that she is in that spot. And I don't have kids, but you know, I've heard my mom even say that like how that's essential is to make sure that your spouse knows that they're number one, even above, you know, other people in your life, because that's mm. how God designed it to be. But then that also goes with their friendships, you know, their, their bros, their guys that they like to <laughs> hang out with all that, um, or their jobs and careers. Like I have friends even um, in their early 20s, who that's even something that they're walking through and just, just realizing um, how important the, their career is to their husband, and how they just sometimes feel like they come in second to to that. And so I think just knowing that that Jacob would choose me first and not that I'm, you know, have to test him or make him prove that. But but knowing that he he will choose me first just makes me feel so loved and so served because, um, you know, because I don't have to I don't have to question that. And and that comes from him um, having Christ first in his life, too. You know, like it comes from his love for the Lord um, just turns into how he loves me and puts me. Um, in that spot. So I think that that's, that's so important and it makes me feel so like served and, and treated well. Mm, that's mm. so good. Wow. Yeah. I can think of so many times when life has just been hectic or overwhelming and hopefully I do this as well. I, I hope, <laughs> I hope I do this as well. Um, but Scott will so often say what's going on, mm. you know, what's going on at work or what's going on with relationships, what's going on with you something's off. Um, and then almost always he will say, what can I do to help? Even though he runs his own business and he has works and, you know, serves in ministry and all this, it's like, what, what can I do to help you? And most of the time I don't even have anything, but the fact that he just asked me that is like, okay, we're doing this as a team. Like he sees me, um, and he's on my team. Yeah. You guys, this is incredible. It's like <laughs> pulling the veil back and like letting us see what is really going on in your hearts and in 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 our spouse, you know, and and uh, how they're feeling. So, what what do you think are the keys to a great marriage? You guys work with a lot of people. You work with a lot of women. You work mm -hmm. with a lot of marriages. Uh, 
you have a lot of friends. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what do you, what do you see? Or you've seen your parents. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think are the keys to a great marriage? This I know it's going to sound like the church answer, but it's just so true. It's eyes on the Lord, mm. eyes on the Lord. And the second that we take our eyes off of the Lord, then our eyes are on ourselves. And marriage becomes all about what can I get out of it instead of how can I love and how can I serve. Um, and there's a big part of marriage that is, it, it's always going to be work. It's beautiful work. Like it's incredible work, but it's always going to be. And so the second that we are not pursuing the Lord, then we stop pursuing also our spouse and we start pursuing our own interests. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I would echo the same thing. God comes first um, because things do start to unravel if if you don't do that. And then I just had um, some other thoughts, just love. So you love God and you love others. Mm-hmm. You serve together. You love your kids together. Um, listen. Mm-hmm. It's important to listen to one another. And then this will not surprise anyone, but laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if I didn't have a husband that I could absolutely laugh with, mm-hmm. I I just don't know what I would do. And we, it's those moments where we're laughing over something that just brings you closer together. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I would wow. have to say. Yeah, if you're not dancing and singing at your house, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. I'm glad y'all said that because, you know, when you were dating, you used to do fun things. You would laugh and dance and do. And then it seems like the longer a lot of people are married, you kind of lose that, you know, mm-hmm. and you get in that rut and, you know, or and you put kids before. Chloe, that was a good insight. Kids become your, before your spouse or you let work become before you. And it drains all the joy out of yeah. it. I love how you said, Kathy, marriage, it's beautiful work. Mm-hmm. It's work, but it's beautiful. It's incredible. You're mm-hmm. building something amazing, you know, for us to have that great marriage. Mm. Mm. That's so good. Okay. Give us one takeaway to help men when it comes to women. What is one takeaway that you would give us as men when it comes to women? Submit to the Lord. Mm. <laughs> that is really it. Like, I, fe- I really feel strongly when you can tell, I, I know when my husband is submitting to the Lord, I can tell in, in other people's lives. Um, and if you're doing that, it really will overflow into every area of your life. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, feeling the freedom to share your hearts and your, your prayers with um, your spouse, I think like just seeing Jake when I've done that, you know, through our dating and engagement now marriage seasons, but um, just knowing that I can bring him like my real, my true, you know, true, you know, every, every part of myself um, and that he's going to listen and love me despite, you know, maybe some of the the hard things that I'm sharing with him or the dreams that he may not fully understand, but he's like, all right, I'm right here with you. I'm your teammate. You know, I'm going to walk with you through this. I'm going to um, support you and love you. So I think just knowing that I can share my heart with him and, and feel heard, I think it's just so important. Um, and just pray with him. I think we, we actually just started doing that once we got married and just seeing, seeing us pray with each other and hearing what our hearts, you know, deepest desires are and, and hearing your spouse talk to the Lord. It's just like, Wow, like it's just so special, and we, you know, just like because he just started doing that, it just feels, you know, I, like they're letting me in, like he's letting me in on, on, you know, his true heart, his true self, and and what he desires most. So, it's been pretty special, and it's something that I would definitely recommend and make for good. Oh, 
Well, you guys have been fantastic. I mean, this is really helpful. And um, there are so many nuggets right here that you guys have been dropping for us men because we don't do that. We hang around guys a lot and, you know, we, we're in a day about culture a lot and we see movies and stuff. And so, but to hear from you all what you need, that security, that safety, that mm. intentionality and, and really, and women are fragile. They're just a lot more fragile than men and that emotional connection and, and relational connection and not just physical intimacy, which is a lot of guys, that's that's the end all be all for a lot of guys. And for a lot of women, it's the emotional, it's the relational. And and so for us, thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you for opening your hearts uh, to us. We have one last question we ask everybody on men's leadership. And uh, I'd love to hear y'all's perspective because we hear from guys a lot. But what do you want your legacy to be? Chloe, <laughs> Chloe, you got it. Okay. My, uh, my, the quote that I kind of cling to um, in my life where I've, I don't know, I feel like everywhere I've gone has been um, to leave it better than you found it. And so I feel like wherever I'd go, whether that's, you know, in the past on sports teams or in schools or former workplaces, whatever it may be, uh, when I leave that people can know that I was there because of the, the legacy or the impact that I left there. You know, for people to be able to see Christ through my actions, through my words, and have an impact enough that I left it a little bit better than when I found it. So, yeah, I think that can be the same with people, too, to leave people better than you found them, too, by just pointing them back to Christ consistently, being them for, being there for them, showing up for them as they, as they need. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's what Christ calls us to do, too. So that's, that's my answer. Great answer. <laughs> I, yeah, that's Good so job. great. I, I would say similar. I I would want my legacy to be that she grew and she persevered for the Lord um, and that she used her journey and her story and her mess so that others could be pointed to Christ. Mm. Mm. And her mess. Mm -hmm. That's great. Because God's always redeeming that mess in mm -hmm. all of our lives. Thank you, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Right. Um, I think for me, uh, I just want my family and friends and people that know me to know that I just ran as hard as I could after Jesus and pointed people to him and just, it feels weird to use a sports analogy, but in this discussion, but there's, I left it all on the field. Like mm -hmm. I just gave yeah. it everything that I had. And, and so, um, you know, that I want that to be my legacy that I love Jesus with all my heart. Wow. So good. Wow. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you so much for being here, being a part, speaking into our hearts and into our lives as men. And uh, I'm praying for all the men who are listening and that we can take this and apply this into our lives, our dating lives, but our marriages especially, and that we have incredible marriages. So let me pray for us right now. God, thank you, Father. Thank you for these three amazing women, Father, and for their families, for their marriages. Father, I pray a blessing on them. And I pray for all the men who are listening right now. I pray that we would be God, godly husbands, godly fathers, we'd be men after your heart, that we would seek you all the days of our life, and we would leave a legacy, um, God, that would point other people to you and your goodness and your grace in our life. And so thank you, Father, for all that you're teaching us, and we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thanks so much for joining in on Men's Leadership Network podcast. And uh, just a reminder, the Man Minute comes out every Friday, so be watching in your email box and just be growing, man. This is our time to grow. And don't forget, as we talked about today, Valentine's only a few days away. So be sure 
And then it's not just one day, right? It's every day. Be intentional in your marriage and all your relationships and grow deeper in your faith in Christ. And as you submit to Christ, that should overflow into every area of your life. Hey, be watching next month. We'll have a new podcast coming for you. And I hope you have a great day. Blessings on you. Thanks for joining in today. You've been listening to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. We pray what you've learned today will be helpful as you strive to become a better leader in your home, workplace, and community. As always, if you were impacted by today's podcast, we'll hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with your friends. And be sure to join our email list to make sure you never miss an episode. You can do that now and find all of our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. We'll be back with a new episode on the first Monday of every month. Thanks for listening.